Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tara Burnett Mindset Podcast, where we chat all things manifestation, mindset, dream body, and just creating your dream life. Welcome, Persis, um, to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you today. I found Persis through silently stalking her um, online after I saw um, Emma, who is both of our um, coach guys know I just released an episode last week about my experience working with Emma so I just watched Persis like blow up and I've been working with her on some dream body things as well and I'm just so excited to share her journey with you guys and um just get like an insight into her mind because it's truly fascinating and her business so first I would love if you could just yourself, tell us about your journey and your story with manifestation and your business and all the things <laughs> Yeah, for sure. So my story of how I came into manifestation is actually quite fascinating. Is that what you want to hear? Because that one is going to be very interesting. (laughs) Yes, I would love to hear it. Okay, so because I just want to make sure I'm I'm totally on target because as your listeners will probably understand, like I digress a lot. So apologies (laughs) ahead of time. But the way that I came into manifestation was actually really interesting. I was honestly going through a really difficult time in my life, a really difficult year, two years, three years in my life where um, I would say that I was religious. And then I was kind of like more spiritual, not really subscribing to religion. And then I was really not subscribing to religion. And my evolution with my relationship with my religion and my spirituality kind of mirrored and reflected how much my life was going in the crapper, pardon my French, Um, because I was like, I'm a good person. Like, I don't understand why I work so hard and why, like, I just can't get my life to go forward. And so I started to lose some of my faith in the process in, in my own life journey because I was like, I know I'm meant for more. I have this deep inner knowing that like, this is not how my life is supposed to look. And I just really couldn't figure out like why different areas of my life were not flowing. And that's when I kind of really lost touch with like my spirituality, my faith, my religion. And I was just like, God hates me, basically. (laughs) That's kind of like where I went to like very severely. And so as most people, when they find manifestation, or maybe it's potentially just me, um, I found it during a time where my life was honestly like in the, in the gutter. Like so many different pillars of my life were falling apart. One of those being friendships. I had some family relations fall apart. Um, my career was like not going the way I wanted to. My education, my relationships. Like I had five to six, God knows how many key pillars of my life that people rely on to be stable <laughs> and to be sane and to just function in society. Like honestly go to crap. And so I was really having what probably some people describe as like a dark night of the soul, like a spiritual awakening where everything was just kind of crumbling in front of me and I really couldn't cope. I really couldn't deal. So like a lot of people or potentially just me, (laughs) I start going online and I start seeing these videos on my feed, my page, wherever I was on social media at that time um, about like, you know, how self-help development, self-improvement. I've always been fascinated and I've always been a person who innately has always like known she was meant for great things, known she was destined for great things, but just didn't realize why what was happening in her current environment was not a reflection of what she knew to be true internally. Didn't realize that no matter how hard I worked, I wasn't able to get ahead. No matter how good of a person I was, people would still screw me over. No matter how kind of a friend I was, I would have certain people like abandon me in my life. And it was Mm -hmm. like just this very disjointing and confusing feeling of like, 
knowing you have this like vision for yourself and then your life not at all looking that way. And it's honestly like the most disjointing feeling. Um, anyone who's gone through it would probably know um, that's even difficult to sometimes put to words. And so what I did was I obviously, you know, I, I went onto social media as anyone does. And I started to get like manifestation videos, like be suggested to me, not because I was actively searching them, but I think I had found the secret way back when, like when <laughs> everyone else did. And went through it. And I was like, this is interesting. This is fascinating. I want to understand more about it. Um, went through my phases with Abraham Hicks, Esther Hicks, however you'd want to refer to that. Like I have gone through all the mainstream people, Neville Goddard, Dr. Joe Dispenza, et cetera, et cetera. And I have the ones that I have resonated with that I had not resonated with. And I was literally willing to just try anything to make my life look better than what it was. Mm -hmm. And so I tried following all these self-help and self-development people because I've always been a person that has actually just been obsessed with personal growth and personal development. Like I've always wanted to be more, do more, accomplish more. I've always actually loved personal development, whereas some people kind of sometimes I feel like shy away from parts of themselves and don't really want to work on themselves. Like that's just what I've actually been passionate about my whole life. Like I've always tried to like be a better student, be a better daughter, like be more emotionally, like, you know, sound, um, and being able to discipline myself. Like I've always just had an obsession with like being the best version of myself. And I've always found that to be something that I'd be willing to invest in over and over again, because I have always just had that vision for myself. So as I started to honestly become a sponge to things, because another innate thing about my personality is once I find something that intrigues me, I completely and totally fall down Alice in Wonderland's rabbit hole. And I do not get up for air. <laughs> I am like, I'm going to understand, like, I'm not female, but it's like, I'm going to understand everything there is to know about this subject, about this topic. And I'm just going to give myself like a mini honorary PhD in it. Like that's my level of obsessiveness yeah. <laughs> when it comes to something that I'm passionate about. So like I said, the people, the girlies or the guys that know, they know, you know? Yeah, <laughs> and I think. <laughs> that's kind of like difficult to explain again, unless that's not part of your personality, but that was totally me. And what I found myself doing is I've also always been the friend to like be a good friend to others, but like have always like wanted that for myself and never felt like I got it. So as I started to get this newfound information in my brain, I was at a rock bottom, like, because the last thing you want to hear in the law of attraction, law of assumption, any of these universal laws of creation is like when you're in what feels like hell pardon my French it's like the last thing you want to be told is to think positively like I cannot yeah. positively reframe my situation like I'm sorry you're gonna have to come up with something else here <laughs> I'm gonna need something else because that's not gonna be it like have you seen my life lately like I cannot do that so but I was still fascinated by it and I wanted to learn ways to make it work for where I was emotionally mentally spiritually physically at that point in time so what did I do the people that were around me, I've always like been a, a friend that was an overgiver, an overlover, an overachiever in all aspects of life. And so I would share this information and these teachings with my friends while they were going through like it as well. And I saw it work for them. And I didn't feel bad about it or anything like that. I just wasn't in a space and time in my life with everything going on around me to think better or to positively reframe or to do some of that work because I'll be honest, like I'll be a hundred percent transparent. I just was comfortable sitting in my pity party. 
Mm. I was comfortable sitting in my victim story. I was comfortable saying, woe is me. Like, look at me, God, like, I'm going to need you to bail me out of this because I don't have the strength to do this after the war you just put me through. Like, I don't actually have the strength for it. And so I've always been someone who has been obsessed with education coming from a medical background. And so my um, education story is I have a degree in medical science, a bachelor's in health sciences, and a master's of physician assistant studies with a specialty in general surgery. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. my, My whole job was basically like at the time. I mean, general surgery does a lot of different surgeries, but some of the things that I would do on daily, like, you know, surgery days is like cut cancer out of people or operate on a hernia or like, like they would range so drastically. Like some of them could be as small as like a a hernia and some of them could be like a Whipple surgery, which is like a little bit more different. And so it was just like everywhere in between. And I guess I liked that very... I don't like, I don't like to think of it as chaotic because I actually don't like chaos, but I liked the spontaneity of the general surgery specialty where today I could like draw something from the head and it could be like a hernia or someday I could draw something from the head and be like, we're going to take this woman's breast out because she, we found a lump in it. And this is just what needs to happen right now. And like everywhere in between. So I kind of liked coming to work and not really knowing what was in the cards for me that day. Oh my <laughs> as, God, I hate that. <laughs> as far as it is to say, because that's not my personality in any other aspect of life, but it, it is in medicine, I guess. And um, uh, I've always felt like all I wanted to do with my life is just help people be of service to people. And I was naturally gifted in medical and science, and it was just something I wanted to do. It was all I saw for myself. It was my identity which kind of like really plays into what I'm about to say right now that like, how does a medical person (laughs) end up over here? And all that build up was what I was about to say, or what I'm going into saying right now is that I graduated at the peak of COVID. Um, So I graduated in 2020, like when the whole COVID thing hit and I was studying overseas and it was kind of crazy to be that far away from family and friends and that kind of stuff. But, you know, we made it work. Long story short, I come back to the U.S. like way over my student visa, but I kind of got a free pass because, you know, there's literally a pandemic that's happening. And I graduated technically like six months ago, and I'm still in a country that I'm not supposed to be in because of everything that's going on. I come home on one of those emergency flights, and it's not really any better over here. And I have this shiny new degree, and I have these wonderful credentials and qualifications, and I have hundreds and hundreds of surgeries under my belt. And no one wants to hire me right now because at the end of the day, like we're not hiring like new surgery personnel (laughs) during the height of COVID. And it was the same way overseas where they just wanted to use like the senior surgeons. They didn't really want to use any of the fresh meat, (laughs) the Mm -hmm. fresh blood, I guess, which is honestly, it still doesn't make sense to me and something I don't have closure about because uh, like elderly people were like immunocompromised, right? So like, why not get us sick? Like I have this shiny new degree. I'm right. telling you, I'm telling you, like put me in, coach. Like yeah. put me in. <laughs> and and they're just like, no, like that's not what we're doing right now. Like our senior like um surgeons are handling the situation. I'm like, that just actually doesn't make sense to me. That literally doesn't make sense with the way that people are passing away, quite literally passing away on the news. Like it just wasn't making sense. So once again, another area of my life is kind of like making a turn for what doesn't look like to be the best because we don't know when COVID is going to 
end. And, um, you know, it ended up continuing for years, as you saw (laughs) on the news and everywhere else. So it really wasn't a good sign that for me with my shiny new medical degree, I was very fortunate that I was academically gifted enough, if you will, that I never had to spend a dime for my education. But I came home and I have nowhere to work. I have no income to come in. I have no job that's willing to absorb me right now, despite my resume being like, oh my gosh, like I know you would do so well. Like my hands are just tied right now. And it was super frustrating. So what do I do? I once again go online and I turn to these manifestation teachings and be like, I know I'm meant for more, but why is it that every freaking door is just telling me, it's just telling me no, basically. I start like posting faceless videos online because honestly, I was too embarrassed. I actually just felt a deep amount of shame and guilt that like, I'm probably just going through like a midlife crisis right now. (laughs) Um, That basically what I'm doing is I'm taking the information that I have learned and absorbed through at this point in time is probably more than 100 teachers, 100 individuals that are, oh, sorry there. I didn't realize I'm going (laughs) off. I'm so sorry. Um, um, uh, you know, and I have like, what I have is like my middle, my little PhD, like my mini PhD that I joke about in manifestation that I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like, why is this not moving? I start to post like faceless videos on the internet because I'm embarrassed. Like I'm ashamed that I'm sitting here and I am literally like at the checkout line in public trying to buy groceries and vegetables for myself as a new graduate with this shiny new master's degree, um, in surgery. Like this is not an area that is ever going to slow down. There's always employment here, but there's not employment right now here. And it's like, I literally remember the days where I had to call my dad on the phone and I would literally be standing in self checkout and I'd be crying. Tara, I'd be bawling my eyes out and be like, dad, I can't pay actually. And it was just the most humiliating, degrading and terrible feeling. Like, I swear I get choked up even thinking about it because it was like, like, I feel like I have these amazing qualities, amazing credentials. I have a resume that's stacked Mm -hmm. and it's like, I have no money to my name. I have no two dimes to rub together. I can't even afford my freaking groceries. This so, is crazy knowing where you are now. I did not, I'm, I'm fascinated because I did not know all this backstory. Wow. Yeah. And that's why I gave such an elaborate backstory is because I really want people to know that like, I, I was like the inspiration of Drake's, uh, of Drake's song, like started from the bottom. Now we hear because my life was bottom like bottom, bottom, bottom. You couldn't like, I, I actually probably dug myself like 10 stories deep into the earth. And I was just sitting there and I was down bad. I was down bad. Not only that, but at that time during COVID, maybe like six or eight months in, I don't know the exact time frame because there was just, like I said, a lot of things going to crap during that time. Our family also got evicted um, from the house that we were renting out and it's like we were getting ready to be in like a situation where also it's still COVID can't find anywhere else to live. Nobody wants to do house showings right now. Like we were down bad. We were living in a situation where our, our family was surviving on below poverty line type of income for four adults. And that just really wasn't doable. And it's kind of crazy because I never really felt like we were poor growing up. Because there was always just like the house is just filled with so much laughter. And like my dad, like he's such a provider man, like, but we had rules in the house where it's like, if you needed something, he's got you. 
But if you want something, like wants are not something that's accommodated for right now, it's needs and needs only. Mm. And so in that type of situation, I say all that to say, I started posting videos online. I started to teach people the practices and principles of honestly, like God knows, like I said, a hundred different coaches that my brain was just like a sponge to all this information. And I kind of compiled it all together into my own unique style of teaching, combining a little bit of Dispenza here, combining some neuroscience over here, combining a little bit of Neville over here, combining a little bit of Abraham over here. And I honestly just kind of created this very unique scientifically backed style of manifestation that was specifically targeted towards, and this is kind of like what my page said back in the day, it's manifestation for overthinkers. Mm. And it's off of the struggle and the pain that I went through during that period of time, because the only manifestation that at least I could see on the internet back then was like, be delusional to be successful. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I cannot be delusional. So are you saying that like, this cannot work for me? And that felt very crippling. And it felt very saddening, because as a medical student, as someone who's very cerebral, <laughs> very analytical, very overthinking, um, I couldn't just sit there and, and be delusional about my situation. My situation had a really strong emotional chokehold on me, um, where that wasn't really an option back then. And even when I tried it, I tried it for like maybe a year, who knows, maybe more. And it still wasn't working, girl. It wasn't working. So I need to create a different strategy. And I quite literally like created and branded a new form of manifestation for people who were down bad, who were overthinkers. And I thought, and this is how naive I was back then, that like, I'm probably the one defective person that like, just can't be delusional. Turns out there was like an audience of 200,000 people who were kind of waiting for my page to be born, (laughs) who immediately like attacked my page as soon as I created it and got onto that bandwagon. And I felt so not alone and so not defective when I finally got over a little bit, the first step I'll say of my imposter syndrome, because people like attacked my page and they were like, Oh my God, like this is exactly what I've been needing. This is exactly what I've been looking for. Like I can't be delusional. And I spoke openly, authentically, raw, candid, honest conversations of like, I'm not a delusional person. And I have tried delusional manifesting with a lot of different coaches and it didn't work for me. And I was very open about my struggles, hoping that it could help at least just one person. And it turns out it ended up helping way more than that. And eventually after a few months, I had the bravery (laughs) Once um, my audience kind of really came in and like love attacked me um, to start to show my face more in videos and to finally like, because they just, they would just hear my voice kind of like a podcast, but it was kind of like, I put like almost like podcast style episodes on my YouTube where nobody actually knew what I looked like. They just were obsessed with my mind. They were obsessed Mm. with the impact or obsessed with the, oh my gosh, like who is this person? And, um, my page, like I said, wasn't even named what it was. So no one knew my name. <laughs> no one knew anything. Cause I was, wow. just like, I was embarrassed girl. I felt bad. I was like, I have a medical degree and here I am talking about manifestation. Like, honestly, I'm a joke. <laughs> like that's literally just, that was my self talk back then. 
Mm-hmm. That was my thought. I'm like, no one is going to give a rat's patootie to hear me speak. Like, are you kidding me? Like, that was how my brain was attacking me back then. And it's honestly hysterical because people now pay me like top dollars just for me to speak. So it's like the biggest, it's the biggest like role reversal joke where I was like, nobody's going to even care to like hear me talk. And it's like now all people want me to do is to put a microphone in front of me and for me to just talk for hours. Okay. Yeah. This is so fascinating. So you went from buy groceries to having $160,000 a month. I think I saw somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so what changed for you in like your money mindset, all the things like give us the lowdown. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So I make a lot of my money and I manifest a lot of my money through my business, right? So I am mainly like, um, I guess you can say signed on to an eight figure mastermind. And I have like my spiritual business coach that of which like we have that joint alignment, you know, that's how we connected. And so they teach me a lot of strategy, a lot of structure. And then I keep myself in alignment. I have big goals. I want to make this an empire. Like this is just the beginning for me type of situation. And it's crazy because I refer to like baby Persis, like the, the little unevolved version of me that was sitting there (laughs) crying in the public's checkout. Like, oh my gosh, if she would have known what was in store for her, her mind would be blown. It would be blown, bro. So this is, this is the funny thing is like, Honestly, I think the biggest change for me was changing from a poverty mindset to an abundance mindset. So like I said, my family has lived in the income bracket of below poverty line for four people for the majority of my life. We've had times where we've had a little bit more money. We've had times where we literally just have to try to move around money and try to get the late fees waived because we just, we literally just don't have even enough money to pay bills and to get by. Mm-hmm. And so to me back then, making a million dollars seemed super unrealistic and not feasible or not possible. And in my culture, especially like my family put all their eggs in one basket with me. And it's not like they did it for me to save them, but I've always just had an interest in medical. And my number one goal was to always be to pay back my family, to retire them, to get them a house, to do the things that with the sacrifices that they made to make me successful, I could pay them back. Like that's something that's huge for me. Like, it's not about me having a nice car. I don't even own a car. (laughs) It's more about like putting my family in a nice house. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's more about like retiring my father who's been working for like 80 hours for God knows how many years and has like a foot problem. So for me, like that's what making money is all about. It's the ability to have the freedom to choose. It's the ability to have a certain um, level of comfort financially to be able to retire your family, take care of the loved ones around you. And then I'll like deal with myself later (laughs) kind of situation. (laughs) So one of the biggest things in my mindset is I had to start to stock, honestly, um, different creators that were doing the types of things that I wanted to do. And one of the people that I found was Emma. And Emma, like the way that she highlights her success stories, man, does she know how to sell you? <laughs> man, yeah. does she sell you because I'm like what is a $20,000 month I don't even understand what that means I don't even know what that means and then when you fall down the rabbit hole of like business coaching you find out there are people who make $500,000 months and who make a million dollar months and three million dollars months and it's just like how I don't even understand how that money circulates like you must be working for the cartel like I don't, I don't even understand how that money type, that, that kind of stuff happens. So I was like, if I can make just my replaceable income, I'm going to be so happy. 
And then I did that in like the first two months. And then I was like, if I can make $10,000, I'm going to be so happy. And then I did that. And I was like, if I can make $50,000, I would be so happy. And it's like, I just started to apply the teachings. And this is what I recommend anyone who doesn't have money immediately is to steal what I did, which is I found creators who were my goals and I unfollowed anyone and everyone that was highlighting, glamorizing, or promoting the poverty lifestyle of like not wanting nice things. And I, cause I thought, that was the noble thing is to be humble to not want nice things and to not go after certain things and it's like oh like somebody bought like this $50,000 car like oh that must mean like they're so snooty you know what I mean and it's kind of like the people who don't have the money look at people who do with animosity and with like malice and they're just like oh they're just so superficial type of stuff I, I unfollowed everyone who was mocking or glamorizing basically just being humble and basically living off of just enough and I started to follow people who were making like big boss moves big girl moves big boy moves and I started to follow the teachings that they put out online and I, I, I told myself I'm like if their stuff works they're gonna end up proving it to me because my life is gonna get better and I'm going to start to get more money. And so I started to listen to the things that Emma would say and other people would say, and I'd start applying it. And I finally got out of my pity party. And I was like, you know what? My back is literally against the wall. It's either make it in this manifestation thing right now, or literally sit with zero money in the bank. Like there was no other option. Like it's either go up or it's, <laughs> or it's nothing. It's put up or shut up at this situation. Mm -hmm. So once I finally got out of my little pity party, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to really go all in. And it took a lot for me because the people around me were not exactly very supportive of that time. And they didn't understand why I'd want to give up a shiny medical degree to go and teach manifestation on the internet. And honestly, I didn't know either. I was just so called to it. I was like, this actually gives me a different sense of being of service to people and helping people's lives because everyone was coming back to me despite being a rinky dink self-taught coach <laughs> telling me that like, Oh my God, Persis, like I manifested $10,000. Oh my God. Like me and my, um, you know, I met my person like doing what you just told me to do. And it's like, I was the coach who was able to get everyone's success except for herself because I wasn't brave enough to apply the teachings that were always there for me because I was too comfortable sitting in my victim mentality. Mm. So I had to have a real coming to heart with myself and be like, Persis, if you sit in your current situation for three more months, you're going to honestly hate your own guts. Like I'm going to give you two options. And this is a conversation literally that I had with myself. I was like, I'm going to give you two options. If you want to keep complaining about your life, that's awesome. But then you can't whine. You can't moan. You can't complain. You can't insert bad word here. You can't do any of that stuff as it pertains to why you're in the same place three months, six months, eight months, one year later. So if you want to whine, if you want to moan, if you want to complain, I'm going to support you, but then you can, or sorry, if you want to like do all that, I'm going to support you, but then you can't complain about you not going ahead in your life. You cannot do that. Do you want to go ahead in your life or do you want to whine and moan and complain? And I literally just had to have that type of very blunt conversation with myself. And it's like, the answer is obviously like, it's a redundant question, right? <laughs> but when your identity is so attached to that type of situation, it becomes very difficult to actually break through because the identity gap is so far away. 
And so that was one of the biggest things for me is I had to have that coming to heart with myself. I started to follow creators who were doing things. I started to apply things. And literally in 30 days, I already like doubled my income potentially. I think I doubled it. And then right after that, I like four or five X it. And then I doubled it again. Like I... I was just like, it was just like all the, like, I almost imagine like there was this huge dam that was blocking my whole life blessings. And all I needed to do was unlock mindset to get it to open up. And when I unlocked the mindset bit by bit, it slapped me in the face. It's like, oh my gosh, like I've been waiting to give you these blessings all along, but you just couldn't get your head out of your ass. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I couldn't give it to you because you weren't taking your head from out of your, <laughs> out of your ass. And now that you are like, look at all this thing. And I, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Oh my God. I love it. Okay. So that kind of actually goes on to the next question. If you could share like one to three or so of your favorite kind of like manifestation hacks that really change things for you. Well, I think my top one, and this is the one that I actually highlight to people a lot is get like, this is what I like to say. I want people to get intimate with like how their brain works because what works for me may not be what works for you. Like what works for someone who has a more artistic brain, if you give that same methodology to someone who has a more analytical brain may not work for them. So what I'm obsessed with is I love to Bill Nye, the science guy, like everything, or I say like Persis, the science girl, <laughs> everything. And I'm always obsessed and fascinated with like how people's brains work. Like what do they resonate with? And I like to think that because who you're being and how you're thinking and the quality of your thoughts determines the quality of your life is I like to ask myself like, okay, what is the best way I can impress my subconscious mind? And for anyone who doesn't know, like, obviously, I'm just going to say it one more time, like the subconscious mind is the gateway to having everything you want. When you can adapt a different identity, the identity that is consistent with you who has the goals having the goals is going to slap you in the face in under 90 days guaranteed. Like my clients actually broke my record. Like I thought my transformation was incredible. Some of these people collapsed time in a week, in a month. And wow. it's crazy. It's honestly crazy. Like the law is just the law and the law just needs applying. It needs to be done and done correctly. And I like to tell people that like anyone who sold you online in another space, I'm sorry, but I'm going to debunk it right now <laughs> and poke holes in their premise that in as little as 90 days, but definitely potentially less than 60 even, you can have an entirely different life. Now you may think like Persis, you're calling bullshit. Let's just do math here. And this is what I like to tell the people who are skeptics. If I'm at rock bottom zero, which Lord knows I was, but you're probably not. It makes a lot of logical mathematical sense. And Tara, if I'm wrong, tell me that I'm wrong. That I tell people a 1% better daily rule. 1% better. Your goal is not to jump from zero to 80. Your goal is to get 1% better daily. And if you're at a rock bottom like myself, which you're probably not, you're probably not, but let's just play pretend guys. Let's say you're at a rock bottom. It makes a lot of mathematical sense. <laughs> it makes a lot of logical sense that after 90 days in a 90 or, or sorry, 1% better rule, you're going to be 90% better. And wow. when you practice law of assumption, law of attraction, anything like that, you do know that your dominant assumptions in any law 
create your reality. Your dominant expectations create your reality. How you think and how you feel create your reality. So as you start to control the words that you speak, what you identify with, when you start to consciously and purposefully craft an identity of who is the dream version of yourself that's got the money, got the house, got the car, got the love, got the body, and you start to just 1% better rule daily, it makes sense. The math is mathing here. This is not even... <laughs> this is a girl math. <laughs> you know what I mean? That like you would have to have results in 90 days. And that's why I tell people all the time, if you don't reach out to someone you know and trust and who is facilitating the types of results you want again and again, because you owe it to yourself. Like your second level version of you is waiting for you to tap into. It makes sense that you're not an expert on this, but then I promise you, investing in an expert is going to be the best action choice for you because they know what to do. They know how to keep you accountable. They know how to raise your standards for yourself and they know how to execute what you need. You just need to come in and apply. And that's why I think is the most beautiful thing. But to go back to the question, which I still haven't answered, pardon me, is like, I am an auditory person. So I say all that to say that I like to impress my subconscious in an auditory manner. I've realized that one of my skills is I can hear a voice once, celebrity or real person, and I can sink into a meditative state and I can hear that on loop. And I did this in my pre-manifestation days before I even knew what it was, whether I was trying to like win Justin Bieber tickets on the radio or win <laughs> Jonas Brother tickets on the radio, I would go into my mind. And it's so funny, like looking back at this, and I would just hear the radio announcer say, the winner is for the Jonas Brother tickets concerts, Persis Mystery. And I would loop that in my head and it would literally be made manifest where <laughs> I would win tickets to go see the Jonas Brothers or to sit front row at Usher or something like that. So I love inner conversations. I mm. love to on the receiving end of receiving the words that I want to be said, whether that is something that takes me ahead in my career, something that takes me ahead, like on a personable level, something, you know, in a romantic setting in a job setting, I feel like inner conversations are so slept on, but they put me into the receiving mode instantly. Interesting. Okay. I want to dive a little bit deeper into this because, um, I haven't, I've heard Neville talk about inner conversations and I haven't really dove into it on the podcast. Okay. I have a few questions here. <laughs> First one is like, okay. So you kind of looped on your head what you would hear. How did mm -hmm. you apply that to money and like blowing up your income? Well, this is the thing when it came to inner conversations with money, um, I would, I would probably loop more into hearing either the mentors that I had invested in around me, celebrating me and celebrating my next level and mm. celebrating my success and kind of being like, oh my gosh, like Persis, like look at what you did. But I wouldn't say that that's the number one tip I did for money specifically. I would say the main thing that I think made me so successful in money is I did a complete overhaul in my self-concept. I, the way I was blocking money to be completely hundred percent transparent and honest is I didn't feel good enough. I didn't feel worthy. I didn't feel deserving. I didn't think the type of money I wanted was available from someone going to being like making $0 a month to even make $900 a month, which is what I made the very first month in my business. That to me was honestly incredible. I was shocked that anybody would even pay me $900 a month. Now it was obviously among a variety of different clients um, back in the days where I charged like 
honestly pennies to work with me. And even that was difficult to do. Like um, how Emma roasts me, like this is from the person. Two fifty an hour was expensive, you know, and it's so crazy. But anyway, um, I would say most uh, like the, the biggest thing that's um, leaked my income goals is stretching my belief system, stretching mm-hmm. what I believe is possible for me, getting my worthiness, my availability, my deservingness on board with it. And then it became available with me or, or for me within days. Like I was instantly shown from my reality, like boom, 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 boom. People would reach out, want to pay me, want to sign up for monthly containers, three month containers, sign up for my program. But I think a good way to use inner conversations for money is to be able to get into a receiving state of it. That can be like money coming towards you, you looking at your bank account and rehearsing it. I even would love to use my brother's voice and be like, you made that much money in one month. And I would Mm. leave that. You know what I mean? I'd use people around me whose voice I could pick up at the drop of a dime. And I would just get into that state and hearing my brother say something like that, my younger brother, like it would bring me like, it would make me emotional. And it would bring me almost to a point of tears because all I've ever wanted to do is like make my family and the people around me who have supported and sacrificed for me proud. So for me, that instantly put me into a state of gratitude. It instantly put me into a state of receiving. And um, if I was able to just starve out my doubts for even a couple of days, evidence was there for me. I just had to hold my frequency. Mm, Okay. I love this so much. Um, I would love if you could give an example of like the 1% better. I love this so much. And I totally agree. Like I've had my life completely changed within 90 days. Like, Oh my God. Um, and so, yeah, what would be an example of like applying that like 1% better each day? So what I'd like to do is I like to tell people, pick your area. Now there's two different categories you can fall into when listening to this. Either you're someone who's down and out, you're hurting bad. In that case, you may find that you would want to tackle an area that just needs like a little bit of improvement, not your most difficult area. But what I usually tell people, especially if they're in coaching containers and they have proximity to people who are highly successful is pick your area that is the most difficult for you that you have the most resistance on. And your goal is to self-talk your way into a better state by just 1% better. So give me an example, like any example, it could be dream body, it could be anything. And I'll do like troubleshooting on the spot of like one limiting belief, whether it's money, whether it's body, whether it's anything that someone may have and like the way I would handle it. Pressure. Okay, let's go money because that's what I'm working on. So I'm going to take advantage of this. Do it. It's a coaching session now. I know. This is worth big money, guys. Listen carefully. Okay, yeah. yes. Money. Let's go with money. Okay. <laughs> Give me any limiting belief that you have, and I'll show you like the way I'd self-talk it into like just one percent better. Um I feel like I charge enough to make the money I want to make, or I need to like work way harder and I don't have the energy or time. Okay. Those are both really good. I'll, I'll start with the first one. And your voice kind of went out a little bit. So I just want to make sure I heard it correctly. So the first one is like, I don't charge enough to make the money I want. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. So I don't charge enough to make the money I want. So what I would do um, is I'd first bring up like the bad beliefs. So a lot of coaches don't like to tell their students to like bring up the bad stuff. I always tell people like, 
I want you to look at the weeds. Like my job is not to tell you to be delusional and say that there are no weeds. Like I think that was something that Tony Robbins said. Um, but I don't charge enough to make the amount of money I want. What I would do is I would first bring that up and I'd see where in my body it's like the most prominent. Is it my chest? Is it my stomach? Is it my back, my shoulders? Where does that like heaviness sit? I don't charge enough to make the money I want. So I'm going to go through this like in live time, like the way I would do it and pretend this is my issue. I mean, like this is in my chest and it's like, okay, can I release this or let this go even by 1%? And I'd feel into my body and I'd try to let it go. And it's amazing how much our mind wants to hold on to it, even though it's not actually beneficial. And even though it's not something that feels good, nor is it that we want to keep it. And so I try to practice like this process of like, as I inhale and as I exhale, be very intentional. And on the exhale, try to actually maybe even physically reach towards my chest, like almost pretend like I'm taking the belief out and like pushing it away, like surrendering it to the universe, source, God, your higher self, whatever people believe in. And then what I do is I'd start to talk myself down. And it's kind of basically like talking yourself off the ledge of like, okay, I have this fear that I don't charge enough to make the amount of money I want. Is that entirely true? Probably, probably not. So let's try to break it down. At the end of the day, is it possible that this amount of money that I'm shooting for, $30,000, $50,000, $100,000 months in my business, is it possible that I could potentially make that one day with the right strategy, structure, and alignment? Absolutely. Is it true that like I could potentially do the manifestation and alignment work and do it all and do it perfectly and that this still wouldn't be available? No, it's going to be available no matter what. So at the end of the day, it's me trying to get into a space of like, releasing the amount of resistance and emotional charge that I have towards this. So if I don't feel like I charge enough, I could ask myself like, well, if I increase my price, is that going to make me feel better to make the amount of money I want? Or is this just coming from a place of lack of me thinking that right now, I can't actually achieve my goal, but what would happen if I opened up more spaces or what would happen if I took down spaces? What would happen if I charged more? Would I then lose faith in my process? Would I then start to question myself and think that I'm worthy of it or not? So what I would do is I'd start to honestly tackle it from a variety of different angles. And even in the second one you said, which remind me, which was your second point? Um, just like it'll take way more hard work and energy that I don't have the time for it. Yeah, more hard work and more energy. So I'd be like, okay, at the end of the day, can I let this go a little bit? At the end of the day, like, is it true that there are people in the world that they're only able to make this money through completely like really difficult hard work and sacrifice? Like, absolutely not. Like, I know people who make million dollar months, like majority passively online. And it's like, although I can't logically comprehend that right now, it is evidence that when you move your energy, the reality moves to respond. Whoever's going to find me is going to find me to be able to execute my goal as long as I hold my vision, as long as I hold my energy and alignment where I need to go. At the end of the day, can I release the thing that I have to work super hard to be able to get more money? Can I allow myself to work potentially even just one hour less and still make the same amount of money. That's mm -hmm. also a fun game that I like to play with myself is I don't try to go zero to a hundred. I try to just be like, well, do I think that it's possible for me to even work one hour less, two hour less and make the same amount of money, three hour less. Can I allow myself to be open 
to a variety of different modalities for people to hop into and give them options where it's not just like I'm selling this one thing. People could hop into one-on-one or people could hop into this new program that I'm running or I can maybe even create like this added incentive, this like super exclusive thing that people could add on to when they come into my programs. Can I, you know, start to create some digital products? I just think that there's like so many ways and what I'll try to do is like, okay, like, why don't I feel like I can make $100,000 months easier? Why do I feel like I have to slave away for it? What part of me is telling me that I can't have this? How can I start to let that go bit by bit? How can I start to tell myself that I have all the inherent worthiness, good enoughness, and deservingness in my bones right now for it? That it is a matter of fact, especially pertinent, that because I've come from a background where I've struggled a lot, Like I've earned my keep. I don't need to earn it anymore. As a matter of fact, I deserve to make this by relaxing more. Good people deserve good things. I'm a good person. I can let a little bit more income in. I can let in just like 10,000 more. I can let in 5,000 more, whatever feels good for you. And I just would practice visualizing money coming towards me and holding it. And in the beginning, it was really hard to receive money from someone who's been in masculine provider energy their whole life. But it's like when I let money come to me and when I started to adapt new beliefs and stretched my identity and stretched my beliefs about money, that like the more I relax, the more I receive. And I have offers that are incredible that people can hop into that get incredible results. And I can stand on that. No one could ever question me for the amount that I charge because look at what I do for people. Like, look at what I do for people. I give them their confidence back. I give them, like, their life back. Mm -hmm. And that is something that's priceless. And I always like to try to go back into it. And usually by the end of it, the amount of resistance or the ball that I may feel in my chest that's so tight, it loosens and it loosens and it loosens. And that's kind of the goal. Um, That was not my best spontaneous work. So (laughs) I... kidding that was amazing oh my God. <laughs> well I'm glad you were impressed because honestly that was probably the worst I've ever done it but <laughs> I hope that it helps someone <laughs> I hope that it helps someone I wish I was more on game for that but um that helped whole- me I wrote down so many things that you said <laughs> good good I'm so happy like people are gonna be like oh this is so amazing and then they'll like come to a live of mine and be like what this is even better um but I hope that that helps because the whole goal of it is just to get that tightness and that resistance to loosen loosen your grip on it a little bit more. Can I let this go a little bit more? And it's ironic that so many people are hanging on to things that are actually hurting them. And when you ask yourself mentally and consciously to let go of a belief that hurts you, they don't want to. They'd rather sit in the bad emotion than in like neutrality or in a good emotion. And that's because they've been hurt by their environment. They don't have trust with the desire that they want. It's not normal for them yet. So like I said, if the name of the game is the brain protects what's normal, how can I make my new story more normal than my old story? Mental rehearsal all day, every day, baby. <laughs> That's what it is. That's the name of the yeah. game. Is once I can make this my new normal, my brain will actually defend this programming. Um, I love that so much. And that is so much of what I also believe to be true and why I love tapping so much is because it's so powerful at like releasing that resistance in your body and also kind of allowing your subconscious to bring up new perspectives because like what persons just did guys like not everybody kind of has that ability to just like start rampaging and like 
coming up with these new ways of viewing it. And I think like with when you add in some tapping, that can also be really helpful. But um, I loved everything about that. And it reminds me so much of like Abraham Hicks. And also like, something I heard recently was soothing is solving. And like not thinking yes. that you have to you can just soothe yourself slightly better, it actually leads to dramatic results. And I think like most people don't understand, they think you need to have this drastic shift to change your life when really what Persa said, I think is so important that 1%, like feeling slightly better will change your entire life. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like, yes, yes, yes. Like anyone who's telling you, like, you need to go from zero to a hundred. I tell people all the time in this like very joking manner, because I like to add like a little bit of like sarcasm and comedy to like what I teach <laughs> to just kind of poke holes in the traditional way we've learned things because not everything out there on the internet is a hundred percent true. And maybe it might be true for some people in their reality, but scientifically, you know, not everything out there is true. You want to make sure you're following people that are actually very credible. They have results time and time again and they're able to have the quantum leaps that you want but I, I want to say one more thing one point to add to that which is like people for like I'm 30 as an example people have said like and had negative self-talk or negative identities consciously or unconsciously based on what I believe their race their religion their upbringing their socioeconomic status their environment whether their parent or the people around them were supportive or not and we've all formed beliefs Honestly, from the day we became super conscious and were able to start to speak and talk and those neural networks were fired and wired again and again and belief systems were formed with the ones that you repeated and the ones that you internalized based on the people around you based upon the quality of people around you, based on the support or the lack of the support that you had, based on the environment that lifted you up or tore you down, based on the people that told you to be realistic or to shoot for the stars. And at the end of the day, we all have belief systems. And the way that I like to think of subconscious reprogramming is we stepped and 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 we stepped like 10 miles in what I'll jokingly say like is the eastward direction. And that would be representative of like our bad thoughts, our bad belief systems, the people we, uh, the belief systems we adopted from other people, et cetera, et cetera. And we paused once we found this material, we looked around, we reflected and we were like, oh shoot, I did not want to be here. <laughs> like this is not what I exactly wanted. But as we sit and we identify with the bad stuff, as we sat and we took on maybe our parents' belief systems or our environment's belief systems, if they weren't the most supportive, we walked ourselves there consciously or unconsciously by picking up garbage and just carrying it with us. Mm -hmm. And now when we find this type of spiritual universal law, the one thing that I love for it is it's here and, and the success that you can get with the law is literally here for anyone who's willing to front the cover charge for it. And that's basically the process of walking yourself back, walking yourself back. And how are steps done one at a time? Because so many people will step and step and step and step and step for 10 miles in that direction. They'll pause, they'll reflect and be like, how can I take one giant step back to the beginning? <laughs> It's like, that's not the way it works. That's not the way you stepped there. That's not the way you're going to come back. So that's why I love to just actually make manifestation like a lifestyle and like who it is that you actually are, because then you'll start jogging back. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't want people to think of it as something that's just like a means to an end, but really like something that you need to become. When I became the version of me that 
felt worthy receiving $5,000 a month. I received it because I opened myself up to it. I stepped myself back. I didn't have it where it was like Wednesday on October 11th at 1.48 p.m. I was unworthy. And then Wednesday, October 11th at 1.50, I was worthy. And then all of a sudden, $5,000 was bippity-boppity-booed into my lap. (laughs) Um, and I'm sure that could happen for some people like quantum leaps can happen in minutes. They can happen in hours. They can happen in days. They can happen in weeks, but it will always take the exact amount of time that it takes you to mentally get there. It will take the exact amount of time it will take for you to mentally get there, not a second longer than that. So that's actually super motivating for anyone that my results are, are, are available for me as quickly as I can get my mind on board. So now the name of the game is how can I get my mind on board? Yeah, I love that. Oh, okay. This is so good and so helpful. And I'm so grateful for you sharing just like so many juicy tidbits. And another question I had was like, what do you be? And I know that you aren't really, you don't subscribe to like the delusional manifesting, which for those of you that don't know, it's kind of like, I mean, I think I have an episode (laughs) titled (laughs) delusional manifesting because I get there and use that technique but anyway um it's kind of when you're like this is who I am now you kind of just like decide something and you just like full-on go delusional and like this is true for me and like that can work and I've had that work in my life but it doesn't work when you're in a lot of resistance and like I've tried it in other areas where I have a lot of resistance and I'm like that's not true that's not what about what you do when you experience doubt or fear or Because I know a lot of people are like, well, what if I'm doubting it? And like, I don't really believe you have to have full belief in something to see results. But what's your take on that? So this is my take on it. Honestly, it's going back to that 1% better rule when I doubt. It's reminding myself that I don't have to climb a mountain right now. I just have to put one foot in front of the other. Mm. And on days that feel challenging, I can just reset expectations of how much do I have in the tank to give? How much do I have in the tank to give? Because on some days I'm going to feel like a million dollar woman. And on other days I'm going to feel like I've been hit by a freaking bus. And it's like, I tell people all the time, I'm like, just be kind to yourself, be compassionate to yourself. Like I literally like talk about the vulnerable side of manifesting. And I literally will post stories of like me sobbing to like, just help people know that like anyone and everyone who's successful, like we all are still struggling with our own stuff, like Mm -hmm. imposter for our next level or not feeling good enough for something or just mourning the way that life is happening right now. Mm -hmm. And so although we can manifest, 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 it doesn't mean that like someone who's making a hundred thousand dollars a month, like has a perfect life. Like I know people who make hundred K a month and they literally sob in a coffee shop thinking they're not good enough. And so it's, isn't that so it's yeah. like at the end of the day, it's like we think that when you have like more money, like your problems go away. But like when you have a family member that randomly passes away, or like when there's certain areas of your life that are flowing, but other areas are not, as a matter of fact, it's even more of a magnification glass towards things that you want to improve more holistically and in a 360 way. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I like to do is I like to reset expectations and be like, if I have 20% in the gas tank today, and if I gave 20%, I technically gave 100 because mm-hmm. all I had was a, uh, all I had was 20 and I gave 20. I gave my all. And on some days where it's like, I can't even give that, I just like to put on some like trash reality show. <laughs> I like to put on some network and I like to be like, you know what? 
I love and respect myself enough that if it feels like today's a day where I literally can't do anything, then I'm just going to honor that because there's no point in me pushing against a brick wall. If today's like a day that just has to be put into the go fish pile, then that's where we're going to put it. And I just don't shame myself for it. And I've just gotten really comfortable with understanding what I can be available for, what I can tactically do and what I can't. But I always tell people, if you have gas in the tank, you have to be doing things daily, hourly, to be able to move that needle 1% better. Mm-hmm. If your self-concept is like a 5 on 10, I want you to find out and become obsessed with how can you take that 5 to a 5.5? 5. 5. Mm-hmm. How can you take that 5.5 5 to a 6? It's not about how to get from 5 to 10. Like if you're treating it that way, you're honestly missing out on so much success. Oh my God. This conversation is so good and just like everything that I've been thinking about a lot lately. And, um, I'm like in the middle of creating this like dream body fast track, which is all based on the idea of like the smallest shifts create the biggest results. And Mm -hmm. you with body, like I spent years like going on crazy restrictive diets, trying to cut my calories by like a thousand calories a day, trying to work out for hours and hours a day. And it never ever worked. And when I saw, when I lost 40 pounds, I just did a reel about this. It was because I was like, can I eat two less Oreos in a binge? Like I'm still eating two liters of ice cream. I'm still eating the entire pack except for two, but can I leave two? And I could, and then I felt successful. And then I realized like those two Oreos add up to like 13 pounds in a year or whatever. Like I just started kind of doing math to like soothe myself and see like I could eat, I could just eat a hundred calories less and I could lose weight. Maybe I could eat 200 less or whatever, but And it was never about cutting calories or any of that, but it was really just this idea of like small shifts, small shifts. And I worked out less, but then I had more energy and then I like wasn't starving all the time. And it's just like these little tiny steps that, and I think a lot of us in like self-development, we're kind of overachievers. We like love to be the best version of ourselves. So it's hard for us to grasp that like this 1% will make a difference because we're so accustomed to being like, I want it all and I want it now. But like, oh my God, if you get anything from from this podcast episode, I hope that everyone could be like 1%, 1%. That's all you need. 1%. It's so true. Like even when I lost a hundred pounds, like, you know what I did? Like, I yeah, that's also another amazing story too. (laughs) No big deal. No big deal. I just casually lost a hundred pounds, by the way, guys. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah, just thought I'd let you know. Um, but you know, all I did—the reason that I even dropped that right now—wasn't to flex. It was because it gave me a really good teaching point. Of you want to know what I did? I swapped fried food for grilled. You know what I mean? And it's like I—I I decided to like cut out soda for a month and I literally swapped fried food to grilled and cut out soda and I lost thirty pounds in one month whoa it goes to show how much I was drinking my calories because you know like I was addicted to mellow yellow back then like way back in the day when that was a thing that and must be a you, state thing I don't know is that like Mountain Dew or something or kind of like a Mountain Dew kind of okay. similar but like slightly different it's like you know <laughs> it's like a story you know what I mean it's like we're just putting different names on things these days um mm-hmm. but it's kind of like that and so I would go to Subway thinking I was being healthy right and I'd get like the tuna six inch with all the veggies on it and think I was doing something healthy for my body and it just goes to show how much like there's calories and added fat and a bunch of different stuff and that's why I don't love to eat out as much but I'm digressing once again all I did was literally swap fried for grilled and cut out soda and lost 30 pounds in literally one month and I'm pretty sure I lost 20 the second so yeah 
it was crazy. It was so crazy. It's like the small things really add up. Ask yourself where you're going against, like what, what your next level is. And there's going to be a variety of habits that the next level version of you does that the current level is not. Pick which one you want to tackle and then just give 110% to that. You don't need to tackle 10 of them if there's 10. Just pick one or pick two depending on what they are and keep yourself open to that change being enough. Being like, I wonder what would happen if I cut out soda for the month. I wonder how much like that's impacting my weight. And that's literally what it was. Like if I had desert um, I would just try to pick maybe a healthier version. I'd maybe go to Cold Stone, but I would get the light vanilla instead of like something else that was super, super decadent. And I would swap out like the candy sprinkles for like fruit in it. And it would be a treat that I'd have once a week. And it was just something like I actually allowed myself to have everything I was having just in a lesser portion and more controlled, more mindfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we know, like, we're all about intuitive eating over here. And like, but the mindfulness, honestly, like changes everything because we're so conditioned to like, eat everything on our plate or like, I don't know, like, buy something and then feel like we need to eat it all. But if you are truly honoring and listening to your body, you'll find that like, you want to feel good. And you want to like, enjoy all these things. And like, maybe in smaller portions, which truly adds up to like staggering results. And I talk about the snowball effect of like, all of these little changes, they seem like very insignificant, but they snowball into this, like, cause then she lost 30 pounds and she's like, holy shit. Like, look, like, wow, this is working. Like, and our mm-hmm. belief, like our perception behind the actions that we're taking is everything. Like if you kind of change the way you're viewing the actions that you're doing, of like, actually this can lead me to results. It can actually change. You could do the same thing and see different results simply from changing your perspective of the action. That's kind of another story, but yeah. Um, but okay. One thing I'd love to finish off with, is kind of like maybe your favorite, just like manifesting story of something you have manifested in your life. Um, honestly, I mean, I think it's just like recently, I don't even know when and it kind of kind of shows that it's like, ah, oh, money's just coming in, you know? <laughs> um, I recently contacted one of my, um, my, my spiritual business mentor, the one we share. And I was like, hang on a second. I hit a million dollars a while back and I forgot, I totally forgot about it. And it's funny because a couple of days ago I was sitting and I have a very specific, like, um, way that I do vision boards and maybe me and you and I can we like we can like box her about it privately because I have a very <laughs> specific <laughs> message and specific way that I do it and I don't want to give away too much but it was like the way that I was like I call it like my magic vision board it, I've never seen a vision board made this way but it was just something that kept me super disciplined and everything I've ever put on that vision board has come true and I really think it was the way that I set up the vision board. It was like very unique. There was like, it was divided in half. There was a side that said unman- unmanifested and manifested. And I would just set some smaller tangible goals that I feel like could be achieved in 30 days. And then once I started to accomplish them at the end of the month, I, with each one that would get accomplished, I'd very mindfully cross it over the line from unmanifested and pin it into the manifested part. Oh, I love and that really cool thing because it just felt super accomplished like I just felt like oh gosh I accomplished so much and I would save all those little sticky notes of like all my accomplishments and as each one would be crossed off I would just gain so much positive momentum right so Mm -hmm. that I eventually put up there that I knew was going to stay up there for a while which is I want to manifest a million dollars and that was apparently dated 822 of 2022 
And that was what I looked at on my vision board because I don't currently have it up in front of me anymore, only because I work in front of a window versus a wall that I previously used to. So I don't have space for it, which is sad. Um, but I realized, like, I think it was a couple of months back. You might have even seen the post. Um, maybe it might have been like two months back. It could have been in August. It could have been in July. God only knows when it was. But in under a year, I was able to facilitate that. And, um, it was just kind of crazy. And this is going to be like my first year where I definitely hit a million in my business. So I think that that's really freaking awesome. Like I, uh, I, love yeah. I, I think it's really cool. Like everything that I've ever, like everything that I'm talking about now is a manifestation. Like the first time I hit my 5k month, the first time I hit a 58k month, you know, like everything is like, it was just like, so mind blowing to me. And it was like, oh man, like like it's open for me. Like we're not taught that it's normal to make a $50,000 month. We're not taught that in school. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's not something that we've been programmed into our mind to even know is available. And that's what I think that so many of us are struggling with and why I feel like it pays dividends to be around people who are doing what I playfully like, you know, say is like big girl numbers and big boy numbers because yeah. When your brain is stretched that way, when you're sitting at a mastermind with people who make million dollar months, like the convos are different. You know what I mean? The convos are different. The The levels of business at that time, they're different. And it's like, I personally think like, it's just the investment that keeps on giving to be able to put yourself in rooms where there's big baller energy is what I like to call it. And that's the energy that I want to be around. Yes, I love that so much. My whole life changed when I discovered like Manifestation Babe and saw and Amanda Francis and like the numbers that they talked about. I was like, wait, what? Like that's a, what? that is a Are thing. It? Like I was like, I thought like six, I thought like a hundred thousand dollar year was like the end all be all. Like that's what my parents made. Yeah, that's what oh, I yeah. that's what I like was what I thought was the dream and now you can barely fucking live off that but anyway um it's like it's so now, interesting. Like, I, I know it's like we used to think like man, like getting a million dollars would like retire us for the rest of our life like lol just kidding like I'm gonna need multiple millions like the million that I have right now like that's not gonna do that's not gonna do much that's like half my parents house that I'm buying now. oh like, my god we talk about how you're buying your parents house like how fucking amazing does that feel like you must just be like so proud that's amazing the person Gosh. who texted me the other day she's like yeah I just put down this money for, for my parents a lot I was like wait what <laughs> that's incredible yeah like one of my biggest goals and I, I come from like an Indian Persian American background like my mother is like Caucasian white my father is like um, Parsi Zoroastrian so he has like Indian and we have like Persian in our background and it's like I'm just this beautiful compilation. And I feel like um, the part of like giving back to your family and the people who supported you really comes from like my dad's side. Um, because my mom didn't have like that super, super, like, I don't know, like she had a great um, group of people around her, but I feel like that definitely came from like the more cultural forward side of my father that all I ever wanted to do was just take care of the people around me who supported in me and believed in me because there were times where my dad was working 80 hours a week so that I didn't have to work a job so that I could just focus on getting a full ride scholarship to college. And wow. it's like, I was blessed in ways that 
I couldn't even fathom. And so I I told myself and I made a pact with myself that if my dad's going to work like 80 hours a week, 90 hours a week so that I don't have to work, his sacrifice is not going in vain. His Mm -hmm. sacrifice is not going in vain because I'm going to take my job so seriously. And he's like, he looked me dead in the eye and he's like, Persis, your job is to study. That is your job. Your job is to, when you put your pencil down on your exam, know that you gave it your hundred percent. And if you can look me in the eye and tell me that, like he would, there would be times where his job would can him and he would have to take random odd jobs of like working for Amazon and dropping like 400 boxes a day and going up and down in the apartment complexes just to make sure that I could be 110%, 210% in on medical. And that's why I never had to pay a dime for my education because my support system around me was solid, like a concrete rock, like a pillar. You know what I mean? And so to be in a situation right now where financially in the first 18 months of my business, I'm able to afford my family a 600 something thousand dollar house. I don't know where we're going to land at, but it's over half a million dollar house. Um, and to be able to pay for it in cash money, I'm just going to show up like El Chapo with like the little briefcase <laughs> and just put it on the table and be like, wow, baby. Oh Where's my God. Um, it's incredible. It's, it honestly, like it, it makes me emotional because it's like, I just want the best for my family. You know what I mean? Like I love them to pieces and and what they did, like that sacrifice did not go in vain. Like mom and dad, like we made it type of situation. Like you are taken care of. You're never going to have to pay rent again. You're never going to have to worry about that again. Like I got you, like that's the biggest sense of pride in my heart. Like I feel so proud to be able to do that for them. Oh my God. I just have so many goosebumps because that is just like incredible. And your parents just must be like in awe and so proud of you. And like, wow, that's an amazing story. Oh my God. Okay. So where can everyone find you? Where can they learn more? Is there like a program you want to highlight for people that you have available right now? Oh, that's so kind of you. I didn't expect that you would um, volunteer that. So that's so sweet of you. I do have a program. I do have ways to work with me personally. Um, On my social media, I am basically manifest with Persis um, on almost every platform except for Instagram. I am official manifest with Persis over there. And I do currently have like a three-month transformative experience where I teach you to become the dream version of yourself so you can attract the love, money, and health that you've always wanted, whatever your goals are. Right now, I've been really diving into helping transform men and women attract the energy that they're wanting, whether that's the provider princess treatment energy, whether right now they're trying to manifest in their soulmate. Um, I've had people that I've worked with that I know it sounds really um, clickbaity, but I promise like the interviews are all over my page. (laughs) But um, even individuals who have worked with me who have reversed their HIV, their cancer, um, people who have manifested multiple millions of dollars. I I think that the way that I teach manifestation um, in this very holistic 360 manner is just been really, really incredible. And the results have been wild. So if that sounds like anything that anyone wants to learn more about, they're more than welcome to reach out to me um, on any of these platforms. And and we can have a conversation or you can go to my website, www.manifestwithpersis.com. Learn a little bit more about my credentials, my background, stock my YouTube page, see all the success stories. It's all there for you. Amazing. I will link that in the show notes. And thank you so much for your time today and your amazing wisdom. And I'm so excited for everyone to listen to this episode.
honestly, it's a, it's a biopic in itself, but it's worth the listen. It's mm-hmm. worth the listen. So listen to it, share it with a friend. Um, Tara's incredible. And I know you guys are going to get a lot from this in this episode alone. Like you have a mini masterclass. So nobody has any excuses as to why they can't post a hundred different success stories off of this podcast episode alone. So I'm challenging yeah. everyone who's listening that do not just skip over this because listening to self-concept and listening to self-help is different than applying it. The results come from applying it, not from listening. So I'm challenging everyone and I know that's triggering, but I'm challenging <laughs> you to make sure that like you don't just be a listener, you be a doer. And then you come back and tell Tara and me all about your success story so we can celebrate you. Yes. I love it. Thank you so much. (laughs) You are welcome. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day for everyone listening and we'll talk soon.